if you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. Um, hey guys, I'm back today. This guy, Josh Rungton, is the owner of JR Marketing. I wonder where you came up with that name, buddy. JR, Josh Rungton. Uh, he's from Harvey Bay in Queensland. He's a couple of hours up the road from us. And Josh has built his own agency based on, primarily you built it based on SEO back in the day, didn't you? You offer some more lead generation services to people. But um, we've got Josh in today to chat to him about Shopify in particular and on-page SEO. Now, we are going to do a two-part episode to this. The second part we're going to talk about is off-page SEO, but they're both probably two foreign concepts to someone who's just started out on, on Shopify or just started off-selling online. So, Josh, can you just let us know a little bit about you, a little bit, a little bit about JR Marketing, and then give us the brief synopsis on what on-page is and what off-page SEO is just to set the foundation. Yep, definitely. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I started in online marketing about 16 years ago and I started in e-commerce and actually started when e-commerce really wasn't around as much. Um, the market's got a bit saturated now, but there's definitely, when I started, we had a bit of a, a blue ocean and, and sort of no one else doing a lot of products that we were, were doing. And I did that for quite a while. And I found the easiest way, we didn't have Facebook back then. So when I was learning online marketing, everyone was going to Google. So that was when I learned SEO. And that's when we got good at SEO and everything else. So we were outranking a lot of the big billion dollar companies and, and things like that and able to dominate a marketplace by only being a small business just because we were showing up in the search engine and people were finding us. So after I um, sold my e-commerce sites and got out of that, I actually was continually getting asked about SEO and helping people. So that's how I actually got into the agency space of helping other people with it. So, and um, as you mentioned, I did start um, as just SEO. We do offer other services now, but I'm still sort of known for SEO and the Google side of it because that was sort of my first online marketing love and, and that's what I, I got to know. So that's continues to be where a lot of my focus is around. And then a lot of my team work on other sections of the online marketing as well. Um, so from, from an SEO point of view, um, for people that aren't totally familiar, it's a term that people obviously hear, hear around all the time, but they obviously don't always understand it. They get told in business, okay, you have to have good SEO or you have to do this. But a lot of times they don't know. And a lot of times it gets the the water gets a lot muddied by how many people are out there trying to sell these quick SEO solutions and the amount of emails you get saying, I'll rank you in a day or I'll, I'll have you number one for this. So, so I think that's the biggest misdemeanor and the hardest thing about SEO is like the snake oil salesman, like SEO is a long drawn out process. And, but once it's done right, it's amazing. But one, as a business owner, you've got to be prepared to be in it for the long term. And two, it doesn't happen overnight. So anyone who's trying to sell it as an overnight solution is just like shifty as, right? Yeah. So, yeah. all right, sorry, Definitely. you can continue. 
I've got a yeah, pet, I've got a, I've got a pet peeve about SEO agencies just rorting people for money. And there's a big agency in Australia who is fantastic at taking people's money and locking them into contracts. But yeah. anyway, De- back, definitely. And yeah. back to you. And for quite a while, that, I would actually stop. I stopped actually using SEO and agency and use calling myself an SEO person just because it had been that muddied with those people trying to sell these quick solutions and and everything else so it really has gone those ways so in short what seo should be is basically improving your organic ranking so that you're getting more organic traffic so google is like a a matchmaker and their algorithm is designed to find when someone types something in is designed to find the best match for whatever someone's typing in and show a website for those match so when we're doing SEO, we're obviously trying to make sure that our website shows up for those matches. So we're basically making sure our website is the best match for what we want it to show up. So that's, that's, that's the quickest way of explaining it um, in, in short. And it's crazy how far SEO has progressed in like the 16 years that you've been doing it. It's like, it's so the natural language forms such a big place in it now where it's, you know, Google now considers what people would be saying in a sentence rather than just a keyword, right? And it's how can people start writing copy and how can start people designing their Shopify product pages and homepage and landing page based on the current SEO trends and what Google's looking at now with machine learning and natural language. So, mate, Today, let's have a, ch- oh, sorry, let's define the difference between on-page and off-page SEO, just so people at home get an understanding of that. Yep. So with SEO, I've always separated it into two main categories. I've actually added a, main, a, a third category that I talk about in, in the last few years, and that's probably the technical SEO. So Google's starting to look at a bit more of the technical side of it with um, people visiting your site, the speed of your site, and a lot of different other stuff that's around it. But on-page is really anything that you can see on your website and anything that you're putting on your website for people to see. Um, and then off-page is actually anyone that's linking into your website and your your blueprint or your footprint online that's basically referring to your website. So they're the two sort of separate section. But on-page is basically anything that you can see on-site uh, which obviously includes your images, your videos, your content, your title tags, um, all your products, everything that's on site that you can see and that you put on there. That's all your on-page stuff. All right. So let's break down on-page a little bit more in this episode. And Shopify has never had an amazing on-page SEO ability. It's not like WordPress. You can plug Yoast in and you follow their traffic light system if anyone's familiar with that. And yeah, you can kind of wing your way to good on-page SEO. But what would be your top tips for someone to do on-page SEO if they're starting out or if they've got a a Shopify store and they're just not ranking organically? Yeah, yeah. So probably the first step is actually something that you have to do off-page and that's actually work out what people are actually searching for and work out your keywords. So, um, so normally what we do is work up a list of all the keywords that you basically, that people are searching for in your industry. And so your keywords are anything that people are typing in and trying to find products. And you normally want to separate them into intentions. So people will have intentions when they're typing a search in. And by what I mean with that is they might type in buy product versus compare product or um, wanting to know about a product. So you actually have to know a bit about 
about the intentions of what people actually want because that's important when you're putting content onto your site and when you're doing your on-page stuff because you want certain pages to show up for certain keywords. So you want to utilize, there's um, a few different tools that we use. So um, Keywords Everywhere is a, um, a great Chrome plugin that you can get. And it's um, basically, you can type in any searches and what it'll tell you is basically how many people are searching for those keywords, but then it'll give you lists of other keywords that people are searching for that are similar to those ones. Awesome. So it's, it, it's a quick little one that you can use. The, the Probably the quickest way to start finding what people are searching for is that you can actually just go to Google, type in a product or service, and Google itself will tell you what other people are searching for. If you go down the bottom, it'll say people also search for. You can actually see what people are actually searching for. So you start to get an idea on trends that are going on, what people are doing. So if you're typing in a product, you'll actually see that people might be actually comparing it to another product or they might actually be wanting to know information about that product or how something works or different things. So you'll start to work up a list of information and keywords around those products or services. So that's probably the, the first step is really understanding, okay, what do I want to rank for? Because your homepage of your website, you might not want to rank everything for other than your brands and certain other things, but you might have certain pages on your site that you want to actually do. So you want to start separating your pages into, into lists of according to what keywords you actually want to start using. Awesome. So number one is you just need to know what people are searching for first, right? There's no point yep. um, creating a Shopify store selling German polka dot history records when no one's searching for German polka dot history records, right? Like you've yep. got to have a product to market fit, but you've also then got to work out how people are searching for that particular product that you've got. Awesome. Yeah. Good point. Hey, have you ever used answer the public as a tool to sort of look at? I have. Phrases? And, and it's really good, especially for phrases. Um, and it's great for creating content. So for blog posts, for, for things, because it basically, it's telling you. It's giving you the people, title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically telling you what you should be writing about and what, what questions you should be answering. So Josh, we'll put those three tools in the show notes. So keywords everywhere, which is a Chrome extension or Google, we don't really need to link to Google, but using the yeah. Google recommendations and then answer the public for sort of long form questions and those sorts of things. Um, yeah. So what, are they actually going to rank for? So what would be the next step on on-page SEO for a Shopify store? Yep. It's, you basically want to make sure that each page that you're wanting to rank can be easily identified for what you want to actually rank it up for. So making sure that those keywords are actually in your title tags, those keywords are in your, in your header, and then making sure that you're actually the content on site and the stuff that you're talking about is relevant to what you are. So if you are talking about buying a product, that the page is actually has the ability for someone to buy the product and it has that, that intention in there. If you're comparing a product and it's an article or something, then that's what it's about. So it should be able to simply, it's amazing how many sites I, I, I look at and someone says, I'm trying to rank for this term and I go there and just with my naked eye, I can't see that they have an intention to rank for a certain keyword. So if I can't see it, then an algorithm's not gonna be able to see it because in the end, Google is still the, an algorithm. So it has to, we have to tell it what we want to rank for. So we have to have that intention and tell it basically, these are the keywords we wanna rank for by putting them into the main places that they look at. So is, we might cover this later on and tell me if we are, but so you've got product pages, which is literally, it's a, it's a, it's a purchase page, right? It's the yep. product description, all that sort of stuff. Um, is there sometimes a benefit in creating 
additional landing pages for comparing two different products or a, a landing page for a collection that's got more information about a you know children's bikinis or children's swimwear that sort of thing so um yeah definitely if there's if if there's searches and a lot of people are looking for certain stuff then you are better off creating it as a separate um page or section than you are having it on the same page because obviously if you're trying to get lots of keywords and lots of stuff on the same page it one it won't read as well because you're, you're basically trying to confuse people with all the different information and two, it might confuse the algorithm as well because they might not actually know what you're trying to rank that page for. So you're the simplifying it a bit and actually having a clear intention of what you want that trying, yeah, trying to get a, diff, a lot of different stuff. Cool. You just cut out a little bit there, but yeah, simpl oh, okay. sim simplify the pages down, right? So it's yeah. the, it's like a, um, yeah, pick one keyword, one keyword query and make sure that it's a good page fit, whether it's a product page for a buy or a comparison page or a collection page. Cool. All right. What's your next biggest tip for SEO on page for Shopify? Yeah, for Shopify, um, it's probably around making sure that you're using a theme and that your developers are actually using a theme that's actually showing up to Google the right way. And what I mean by that is a lot of the um, um, out of the box themes and, and different things like that create a lot of duplicate product pages and a lot of um, lot of um, extra information in there that Google doesn't actually need to see because when Google's looking at it and they're seeing and if they're seeing a lot of the same pages a lot of the same information and the same page showing in different ways with URLs then they'll basically get confused so you want to make sure that you're you're talking to your developer or you're talking to whoever's looking at it and actually look at the structure of the site and looking what you're actually showing Google and how your page actually shows up so that you're not actually um, confusing the system. And the easiest way to do that is basically look at it uh, as a sitemap or a hierarchy and basically say, okay, how are we sending people through the site? Because when Google looks at sites, they're basically traveling through the links of the website and looking at page to page and that. But if they're looking at page to page that are all the same, they'll just leave the site. So you basically want to be up them the Google um, bots to be able to flow through the site cleanly as well and be seeing unique content and pages that are different about different topics and everything like that. So just making sure that the overall theme that you're using and your, your developed site can be accessed one, because making sure that the, your, um, the pages aren't blocked or anything else in Google and two, making sure that it, they can actually flow between the URLs cleanly and easily. Cool. So I'm going to go a little bit deep here, but you talked about sitemaps and how Google flows. What's the quickest yep. way for someone to check that for a Shopify store if they've never done it before? Yep. Jump into Webmaster Tools and just make sure you're verified in there and actually just ask um, Google to, to do it for you. So Google will actually be able to retrieve it and tell you what they're actually seeing and what pages they can't access what they can access so there is obviously because of the way shopify is set up and not being able to um, add in um, separate robot texts and different things like that um, you you do have a few restrictions but you can there is ways in the sitemap that developers can non-index certain pages if they don't want them to show and and stuff like that so that's obviously the advantage when you are de dealing with developers and people that know what they're doing is that you can tell them okay I'll, i don't want this page to be shown so you can actually control that flow a bit better. 
Yeah, awesome. So Webmaster Tools is a free Google platform. Literally just Google Webmaster Tools, verify your store, and you can then ask Google to crawl your website and it'll show you a ton of information. It throws you errors if there's errors. It gives you hints. Like it's it's a, a fantastic free tool that if you're not on it, you should just be using it as a best practice on your website anyway. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I was, I cut you off then. Did you have something else? No, no, I was just going to say it, it's become better and I'm in there every day looking at it because it's, it's, it's one of the, the best Google tools now because it's basically Google telling us what they can see. Um, it'll actually tell us if they, they're getting errors on certain pages. So recently they've changed some schema and different other stuff. It'll tell me when they do stuff like that and if they can't retrieve certain stuff that you put on the site and then you, you can go on there and fix it. Um, if they... Um, sense that there's links to the site that they don't like or anything else, they'll actually tell you in there what you can, what that you've got those links, and you can actually tell them if you want that you don't actually want those links pointing to your website and to to totally ignore them. So there's so, lots of things in there to actually look at. That right there is a massive bit of value, especially if you have gone to Fiverr or got a really cheap SEO agency to do some work for you, and they've just got a ton of crappy backlinks, which we'll talk about in the next episode, but. Yeah, you know, how do you disavow links that you don't want through to your website if you end up with a ton of links that are actually nasty and Google's, Google's not going to like them? So that's a backlink or an off-page conversation. But mate, so we learned about what do you want to rank for, how to make a page identifiable using a theme that sort of uh, shows to Google well. What else can you suggest for on-page SEO for Shopify? Yeah, when you're doing basically looking at your keywords and everything else looking at, okay, what content can I create on site to actually add more value to my clients and give them more information, but also look like more of an authority on my topic? Because Google's looking for those sites that they think, okay, I want to show them for as many keywords as possible for this topic because they're, they're such a valuable resource to, to our search engine. So looking at those ones of the questions that people are asking and putting content up there in, in articles or blog posts about it, um, we'll go over that with links, but that'll also benefit with people actually linking to your site because you're creating valuable content to your actual site. But really looking at, okay, the way that you can add more, more information, add more content to your site so that you can basically give more value both to your customers, but also so Google looks at you as an authority on a topic. So you really want to be known for... Um, whatever you're doing. So if you're doing coffee machines, you want to be known as someone that provides all information about making coffee, coffee machines, this and that. So you want to be able to provide as much information as possible. And that can obviously be the content on the site, creating videos, because obviously um, Google loves YouTube because it's their platform. So being able to add some um, video content on site um, and different things like that will actually add to it. And the other main thing is basically look at how you're actually linking between your pages because um, I normally compare it to somewhere like Wikipedia when you're interlinking between your pages. If you go to a Wikipedia page, you'll see that they're constantly linking to other articles about a certain topic. You should be looking at your website and actually giving them that option quite often and say, um, someone's buying this product, but do you want to compare it to this or do you want to see our review we did on this product and different things like that. And the same with those articles, linking back to where they can buy it, where they can compare it. So linking between the relevant pages on the site 
so that you're creating your own network of, of information that Google can jump between and say, okay, yep, there's heaps of information, not only about buying, but information about comparing them and information about how to use them. So you're basically wanting to create that authority of the topic, not only because it creates trust with your, your customers because they, they see you as an authority on the topic, but because Google looks at it and says, oh, well, this, in, this site isn't just about buying it, it's got so much information that we want to show it for, up for as many keywords as possible. That's awesome. So like that comes back to step one. If you're going to build a blog post all about uh, fixing a coffee machine or about parts for coffee machines or about cleaning a coffee machine, you're mad not internally then to try and get them through to your parts pages or your, your cleaning products pages or your you know, buying a new machine or servicing, all that sort of stuff. Like it just makes business sense to send them through a journey on your website. Otherwise, they're going back to Google to search again and chances are you won't rank for the second part. Um, what about structuring the content on the actual page? So let's talk about like a product page in Shopify because that's probably one of the biggest pages that people would use there. How do they actually structure their content on the page itself? Yeah, so there's lots of, lots of probably argument around the best way to do it. Generally, you want to obviously look at the best way that it'll convert um, first, but structure-wise, you want to make sure that you're for SEO, you're talking directly about the topic. So obviously your main title has the main keyword that you wanna be ranking that page for, and then utilizing those keywords actually in the main content as well. And just make sure that if you're using things like console detainers or different tabs and different other stuff, that Google can actually see what you're actually, the content you're putting in there and it's not getting blocked behind some sort of script or anything else. So the easiest way to do that is just view the source of that page and actually see what Google's seeing because the code is actually what Google sees and actually make sure that they can actually see the actual content and it's not getting blocked behind um, anything else. So, and then actually making sure that your images are titled right so that actually they're not titled image one or something like that, that you're actually titling it, what it is, what product it is, um, if it's a color or something else, that it's actually getting titled stuff because Google doesn't see the actual image, they see what you've actually named it. So actually just starting to get that structure of everything that Google can see, making sure that you're actually making sure it's it's got keywords, it's got the words, it's got everything that you actually want to rank for in it. Awesome. That, that, big, that big thing about your, your content and in different tags or different tabs, like that's a big thing because most Shopify stores are developed with you know, tabs and you might have a, a long description and a, a size guide and a shipping details. And if your long description's hidden behind another tag, Google might not even be able to read that. And that long description might be where all of that beautiful keyword work that you've done is and all that information that Google needs to read. And it might then be relying on a small snippet of short description, which just isn't going to cut it compared to maybe a competitor that's got more. So that's a, that's a good tip there. Like you can literally right click and view source code. And if you can see that Google can see that. Yeah. Um, that's probably a massive tick right there. Like if you're going to take one thing away today, it's, I'd say it's that, um, mate, what, I know we could talk forever on on page SEO. Is there one more big, big key thing that you can give me? Yeah, or, uh, yeah. The the main main thing would be that just remember that yeah, Google is an algorithm, and in the end, what you're putting out there to it is what it can see. So just making sure the way that we just said about right clicking and seeing what Google sees on page, it can be massive because that's exactly what. Google can see as an algorithm. So just making sure that 
Google can actually see and that you've got an intention of actually what you want to rank for. Um, there's so many things where I just see um, someone having a brand name on a, on a page and that's it, but the, you might actually not want to rank for that brand name because it might not actually be with this stuff. So actually look at your intentions of what you want to rank for and actually having realistic ideas of what you want to rank for as well because if you've got a brand name and that brand's a, a, a massive brand but you don't want to actually rank for the main brand name but you might want to rank for actually something around buying a product or, or something around an individual product, actually making sure that's what you're targeting and not the actual big brand and everything else because out-of-the-box solutions like Shopify and everything else will automatically generate a lot of the stuff that you just put in. And yes, sometimes that might rank, but it might not rank for what you actually want it to rank for. So just making sure that you actually understand what your customers want and what you actually want to show for them and tell Google exactly what you want to actually rank for as well. So that would probably be the, the biggest, biggest tip around there. And just really around making sure that you're, you're not falling for the, the quick sales of, of someone trying to sell you this quick overnight solution for SEO. Um, you mentioned like Fiverr and everything else. Don't fall for, for thinking that you can just buy some links and then you rank. Sometimes it does work, but Google's a lot smarter than, than, than it used to be. So they don't fall for a lot of the little tricks that'll get you quick little rankings. And if they did, it won't last very long. So it's not a long-term business solution for you. Awesome, Josh. I'm going to cut this one short because this wasn't short. This is already nearly half an hour, but uh, <laughs> we're going to pick up again and talk about off page in the next episode. But if people don't get a chance to watch the next episode, where can they find you, my man? Where are you available? Yep. yep. So the, um, for the, for the business side, jrmg.com.au or JR marketing group on all social media sources is probably the easiest one. Um, for personal stuff, if they search my name, they'll find me on all social medias and, and the internet everywhere around the place. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Hey, um, guys, I didn't get a chance to sneak in our little promo in there about the $50,000 cash giveaway. So I'm going to run that now. But Josh, thanks very much for having a chat with us today. And I look forward to talking about off-page SEO with you as well. So for Q1 of 2020, so January through to the end of March, we're actually incentivizing you and we want to know what your toughest marketing or advertising question is. Now, we want to hear those questions on our Instagram account, so commenting on any of our posts or our YouTube channel, commenting on any of our current videos or in fact, any of the videos on our channel at all. And we will go through and read those questions and use them as a basis of our content for future videos and pieces of content that we're making. Now, Marketing is a transaction, right? You need to give and take to get someone's attention. And while we're asking you for these tough questions, we know that we need to give you something in return. So what we've devised is an outlandish prize of $50,000 cash to go towards your next marketing or advertising campaign. Now, we've had some feedback from this already and some people think it's a little bit too good to be true. But I just want to take this moment out of the content that you've been listening to, to give you some assurance and give you a bit of an understanding of where that $50,000 cash is coming from and let you know that it's completely above board and legitimate. So within Australia, you've got the ability to do an insured prize sum. Now, while we don't have the $50,000 to give away, we use an insurance company to say that there is a game of chance involved and the winner will get the chance to spin a wheel and if they spin the lucky number, like if you're old enough and you remember, hey, hey, it's Saturday and pluck a duck and the big chocolate wheel, 
If you spin the number and win, you get a genuine $50,000 cash to do with it as you choose or to spend it on advertising. Now, because it's a game of chance, some people might not want to take part in that. So what we've done is offered up two other prizes in the prize pool. And the first person who asks the toughest question or the person that we deem wins this promotion at the end of March will get the chance of which prize they like to choose. Yeah, they might like to spin to win and go for uh, their chance for $50,000 cash, or they might choose one of our supplementary prizes, which are the, the first supplementary prize is three months worth of strategy with our team. So you get three months of strategy with our Google Ads experts, three months of strategy with our Facebook ad experts, and three months of strategy with our conversion rate optimization and website development team. Now, that's a pretty powerful prize in its own, and imagine what you could do after three months to generate revenue through your advertising and marketing. Now, if that doesn't float your boat, we've also got a locked safe. Now, you can barely see it up on the screen here, but up on my shelving that you'll see in a lot of our videos is a safe that says win me and it's actually been locked for quite some time now. The contents of that safe in November and December alone earned two of our customers over half a million dollars worth of sales online. So like I said, marketing is a give and take mentality, right? We want to take your tough questions and we want to answer them. And that's a selfish motive from us because we want to use those questions that you ask to then generate more valuable content for other people to consume. But we know that we need to give you something in return. And the reason why we're going outlandish with the $50,000 cash is we want to make it worth your while to take time out of your day to ask us a question. I just want you to know that yes, it's a legitimate $50,000. We want you to have the chance to win that or one of the other prizes that we're offering. And all we need in return is for you to ask us a marketing or advertising question that you genuinely want to find out an answer for. If you did want to take part in this promotion, just go to bitpixel.com forward slash questions and there's all the information you need there. Cheers guys.